Hey, Dan. Hey, Pat. How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? I am exhausted. Yeah. Which is part of the reason why, the, hey, here we are, episode three. Mm-hmm. And my exhaustion has to do with why this is so long in the making. There, there's been there's been some, I, I, I'm moving. I'm, I'm shifting locales. Yep. And uh, I, I hate to admit to you guys, but the Dominion podcast had to go on the back burner. But it's okay. Yeah. We got it under control. Yeah, we're we're ready to do an, uh, another one. And actually, we also had a an unfortunate um, loss. We actually yeah, did try to record an episode about two weeks ago. Yeah. But uh, due to some technical issues, uh, that didn't happen. That so. was a cr- that was a crap episode. Anyway, we only yeah. we only give you guys the finest. Tr- actually, this is episode of twenty four that we've it's recorded, true. but we've only released the finest. Because we care. Your yes, your uh, your support is very <laughs> important to us. Uh, oh, and hey, we now have a title. Yes, I think we've settled on a uh, on a fun title that Dominion people, fans of the Dominion game, fans of the game Dominion, will uh, will enjoy. Uh, you probably already know what it's called because you've just downloaded the episode. But for those of you who didn't look at the episode, the show is now called. This is not in the supply. It's a little joke. Huh? Huh? Because podcasts, they're not in the supply. Nope. No, sir. Mm-mm. Anyway, so yes, welcome to Dev 3. So we've got uh, some Dominion news stuff to go over, and then we're going to talk about some guilds cards, because so much has happened in the last <laughs> however long it's been. Like, guilds came out. Back the last episode we had, we didn't even know what the guilds cards were, and now it's like they're, they're old friends. Yeah, I've had it, I've had the cards both in electronic and physical form for quite a quite a number of days now. In, I would indeed. say, mm-hmm. they're old. Well, they're not old friends. They're still our new friends. But no, you know, new friends. We kind of we we we're, we're getting to know them. Yes, and we'll talk about a few more here. Uh, but first things first, let's talk about the news, and then this is where we cue in the uh, news music. Oh, that was good. That was good. Yeah. So the first thing. A couple weeks ago, uh, Jay Tummelson of RGG Games announced that, hey, there's going to be some official Dominion storage solutions coming down the pipe. And the first one has made its appearance on uh, Kickstarter mm-hmm. with the clever title Dominion Storage Case. <laughs> yeah, quite literally. It is called Dominion Storage Case. Uh, and it's not uh, from f- from the RGG, but it is uh, it is licensed by them. Uh, yeah. So we'll have a link to that in the uh, show notes. But it's a Kickstarter. It's already succeeded. I don't even know if it's worth talking about too much because it's already like you can't buy it. Like it's that it's one of those weird Kickstarters where like, sorry, we are not taking any more money. I mean, she is taking more money, but like not you can't buy a case. So yeah. All the cases are gone. They're sold. I'm guessing that they're probably made by hand and yeah. uh, that takes some time. And if it's just one or two people, uh, I mean, I think it's good. You know that they set the limits. You know it's like you got to be reasonable because what happens if the thing runs off? You know, runs off the rails, and you know, oh my god, I have to make a hundred of these. Right, exactly. You know that that could be a bad situation. I'm doing the I'm doing the math here as quickly as I can. It's 10, 10 20, twenty. It looks like there's going to be about fifty being made, maybe wow. sixty. That's a lot. Yeah, it's per- particularly by hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Dan is our resident Dominion card storage solution guy on the mm. podcast. I just keep them in the cardboard in the boxes in which they came. Dan Dan's concocted this other thing. What what, what? Oh Pat. <laughs> Please. 
All right, let's let's get into this now. As uh, the more experienced and more familiar with Dominion people know, Dominion has a lot of cards. There are there are well over three thousand actual cards. If you were to buy every single Dominion expansion uh, product, if you will, uh, you're looking at quite a uh, quite a number of cards in the form, uh, and they come in in quite a number of large boxes. Uh, if I had to guess off the top of my head, I would. If, if you stacked up all of the cards in their relative, you know, and all the expansions in their boxes, um, the overall dimensions of those boxes in the stack would be a little over two feet tall. You know, yeah. uh, and then I'm you know, looking at four Dominion boxes out of the corner of my eye here. And yeah. yeah, it's like a, it's a little more than a foot. So. Yeah, so you figure nine, yeah, eight, yeah, well, yeah. eight or nine, and then you know they're what about uh, maybe 14, 16 inches square. Um, so, it, you know, it's a considerable amount of real estate. Uh, and then, God forbid, you want to actually travel, take your sure. take your cards with you somewhere. I mean, that, that's that's crazy town. So what do you th- what do you think about this this solution, this uh, this licensed solution? I think it's adorable. I think it's cute. <laughs> it's not not for you. No, it is not for me. <laughs> I, I think it's fine. I think it's I don't it's, know. I mean, no, it's I get it. I get it. It's probably super heavy. Yeah, it looks well. Let's put it this way. So I happen to have a solution, which I will get into in a bit here, which does allow me to transport all of the Dominion cards, with the with the very minor exception of the second set of coin and victory cards that come with, with um, intrigue, intrigue, sure. um, which is only like maybe a hundred cards or so. So I don't think it's like a Something major, like, yeah. A little Probably a little more than that, like but yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 in, but in I'm, the grand I'm, scheme of things, in the yeah. 3,000 plus. Yeah, exactly. Not, I'm carrying around a bunch of cards, all of the instructions, all the coins, the mats, the tokens, the, all that stuff. Uh, and I uh, weighed my little um, solution, uh, my container case, uh, on just a simple, you know, not, not, not for official, you know how like some of these scales have this warning on them that says they're not for, you know, commerce uh-huh. use, not for commercial sure. use, so I can't really be held to those standards with my estimate here, but I'm I'm ballparking it at around 14 pounds. So I'm guessing that this case, this handsome case made out of wood, on its own is probably at least a pound or two. Yeah, I would so, say. So then full of all the stuff, you figure the cards themselves, and there's probably, you know, there's a little bit of, there's some plastic and some dividers and stuff like that. I would ballpark it at around I w- maybe as much as 20 pounds, um, which is pretty hefty. You know, that's yep. a pretty hefty load. In fact, it, somewhere I read when I was reading the Kickstarter description, uh, some one of the comments was that uh, you might be advised to use two hands <laughs> when carrying it just because the leather strap, the, uh, the leather handle might might not be up to the task. Although, I mean, I've seen, like, they put leather handles on, like, guitar amps and other heavy pieces of equipment, so I'm, I'm sure there there could be a reasonable, you know, load-bearing handle out there for this for this uh sort of thing well i think that that's probably part of the reason why it is such a small production run like they want to they want to iron out all the kinks before they get a big a big thing going so you know if that is a point of failure they want to you know they want to i'm and i'm sure that they will replace you know anything that goes wrong yeah uh but they so, would rather they would rather replace 60 rather than you know six thousand. so here's here's my number one uh, i'll give you my my critique uh or my these are my personal preferences obviously this these this is how i look at it a- as handsome as a wooden case 
is. And I've seen some really nice, you know, you can do really cool things with wood as far as stains are concerned. There's lots of nice looking woods out there. And, you know, wood is a, is a handsome material, it, 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 you know, with gold hardware and or even brass or, you know, whatever, whatever metal fit fittings and fixtures you're going to put on there. And you can obviously, I think this one also offers or features a, a neat little, um, looks like a laser cut of the Dominion logo uh, on there, which is, which is nice. I'm, you know, I, I, I'm not that, I just, I'm not the kind of guy in, that's into wood. I guess I'm into more uh, synthetic materials. So it, the, the, if I were to go down this, this case road, I would opt for uh, something along the lines of like a road case, like uh, that, that uh, um, like an SKB or a Pelican, you know, like one of those cases that has like an, you know, they've got this the means, metal. This means nothing to me. Oh, what is, what is this? <laughs> uh, well, so l- a little background. I have a pretty extensive background in the uh, photo and film industries, and I'm constantly pulling things in and out of equipment cases that are designed to carry heavy things uh, and take a licking, so to speak, because uh, mm-hmm. they might be handled by people who aren't quite as concerned with the contents, like uh, you know, a baggage handler. Uh, working for some airline or, you know, some delivery guy or whatever. So you, you, you want to be able to protect your, your investment. So when I look at this case, I'm seeing these exposed corners. I'm seeing the, the hardware that looks a little, I, I would almost use the word dainty. Um, it, doesn't, it doesn't jump out at me as a substantial, you know, gotcha. load-bearing. I'm, and I would, I would agree with that. Yeah, I'm, so I'm no professional, but yes, it, it, does, it does not look like it would stand and, up to. And so let's factor in the, for a moment the, 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 the to price. To like dropping it. Exactly. I, I, I can't see this sustaining a, a drop from more than six inches, maybe eight inches. Yeah. But, you know, agreed. if you were carrying it and, and at arm's length, like walking around, and the handle were to fail, and then it were to take a tumble, it hits a corner, the whole thing cracks open. Oh, great. I've got 3,000 Dominion cards that I need yeah. to clean up. That sounds like fun. Um, so I'm not... That, that's that's just that's just me. I, you know, wood, those sorts of things, they, they make me a little uneasy, especially, I, I mean, and I understand there are people who, who consider their, their Dominion cards uh, an investment. Uh, and I would say, too, I mean, you're spending what? If you're buying all the sets, it's at least 200 bucks, if not more. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then this thing itself costs another two or 300 bucks. So I don't know. That's just, that, that, those are my initial thoughts. If I were to, I, now I, I'm not against the, the, the case, the briefcase, you know, suitcase style approach. I think it makes a lot of sense. I would, however, use a synthetic enclosure. Now, my two favorite companies that I just I mentioned earlier uh, uh, are uh, Pelican and SKB. Uh, and if you Google either of those uh, SKB cases or Pelican cases, you'll quickly find uh, these are the guys who make the, the, the Pelican cases are, are actually like watertight. They have O-rings in them um, mm-hmm. and, and very nice, sturdy plastic composite uh, latches and hinges uh, and they can very they, they are very durable and they can take quite a licking I've seen awful things happen to pelican cases like you know taking a, a camera in a case taking a, a fall down some stairs and everything was fine so and they make cases in just about any any size you can imagine and I would I would be very surprised if there wasn't one similar enough in size to this one that you could probably use the dividers and the you know the same layout scheme but in a in a much more uh, durable, tough uh, enclosure, uh, and then the other company, uh, SKB. They're more. They actually have all. They, they make gun cases and and, music, and musical instrument cases, but they also have you know like and rack mount equipment for for musicians and stuff. Uh, and they have a few sort of briefcase style uh, models out there that 
are similar. They 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 use the the metal hardware, um, the latch kind of latches that they can actually lock. I don't know if that's a big deal for anybody. Um, but those are a nice another another <laughs> nice alternative. For, yeah, for people who are really into Dominion, yes. yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that's that's my critique, uh, and those are my general thoughts and impressions on this style of case. Now. The one thing, so so let's talk about how I store my stuff. I actually, in in my early days of Dominion uh, card acquisition, um, was was looking for a means to, to to carry everything, and I did some some research and I Googled around and found a couple of cool forum posts on either BoardGameGeek or uh, forums.dominionstrategy.com, and I came across somebody posting. I can't remember his name. I'm looking here. Uh, Dave C. I think is his name. Uh, and he put together this little YouTube video of his solution, uh, which was based around one of those big, fully enclosed zipper three-ring binders mm-hmm. that, that you see, like, law students carrying around and stuff. Um, and he used, uh, I guess, baseball card uh, sleeves, sure. which hold, you know, nine cards to a page. Uh, and that, that jumped out at me as a, as a pretty efficient use of the space. In, in retrospect, now having having had that solution of my own uh, in place for, I guess, about a year now. Um, it has its its pros and its cons. The pros are you can fit a ton of cards in a very compact space. And this... Super high density. If extremely high density. And I can fit the entire thing into a, a large backpack. I can't, I can't say that it would fit into an average size book bag because it is a little big. But, uh, you know, like uh, maybe 14 inches square by about five inches maybe uh thick uh, and it is heavy you know it is coming up on 13 14 pounds so so not every backpack is up to the task but uh but any larger backpack like i would say maybe a backpack that has one of those little chest you know like the, the little clip that, that, that lets you clip the two shoulder pads together at your chest you know something that's right. designed to, to carry you know more than 15 pounds uh would probably do the the job also i i can i i would it would fit in a in a large messenger bag like a timbuktu uh or diesel or chrome you know any of those those trendy bike messenger style bags it would i don't think there would be a problem fitting into one of those the the, the like i said the cons are that getting the cards in and out of the pages can be a little more time consuming when you compare that to simply taking the lid off of a box and flipping through, you know, picking out a stack of 10 ready to play, ready to place uh, cards on the table. I would agree with that. Yeah. The downside is, though, you, you know, unless you have a solution like the, like the uh, like this one we just talked about in Kickstarter, which has all of the cards in one central location, when you have three or four expansions, you've got that you're look you have to take the lids off of three or four boxes or do them one at a time, and so the time that you might have saved, you're still, you know, you might be losing it having to dig through two or three or four uh, different boxes. Um, so I, I, I definitely appreciate the whole concept of having everything boom, open the lid, everything is ready to grab. There's no sleeves, there's no pages, there's no hunting, you know, as far as that's concerned. But again, as far as the the portability, you know, convenience versus, you know, incon- there's the convenience of portability versus the inconvenience of having to having to carry it or, you know, use it. <laughs> uh, right. it's, it's, it's a trade-off. Yeah. Um, so I, I have come to terms with the trade-off, and I think it works just fine for me. And I actually wrote up a little summary of my take on it, and we will include a link to that in the notes as well. I'm trying to find it. There it is. Yeah. 
So yeah, on Board Game Geek, it is it is very thorough. I'm sure, I'm sure it is well appreciated by people in the market for a similar solution. I, I still don't know what I like right now. I am just rocking the box thing. <laughs> I don't see myself going down your route. I also don't see myself going down the this uh, Kickstarter route. The suitcase. I mean, it's style. nice, but like I like the idea. Yeah. But uh, you know, even if I wanted, I couldn't buy it. So you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, so well, I'll wait for the ne- I'll I'll wait for the next one. Jay Jay over at RGG said that uh, there would that there were two on the horizon so i'm sure the other one will uh, rear its head on kickstarter if i enough. if i had to guess if I, I another interesting take on this might be to do i think i remember seeing somebody post something about a custom foam based insert um which was machine cut uh and when i say foam i'm talking about like that you know kind of hard yeah um i would bl- be into that that yeah that dark that kind of dark black or dark dark gray spongy rubber that's no, not rubber. Right. It's 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 like polystyrene or something like that. I can't remember. It's the same thing like that you would you know when you open up an equipment case or a gun case, uh, or a camera case that has you know a fitted. It's like you know the the whatever whatever goes in there. I think there was one on Kickstarter a while back actually. Oh really? I don't I remember seeing so. it. Yeah, I don't think it. I, I don't think it met its funding or and it wasn't like officially licensed. That was, that is the nice thing about this this one that's on Kickstarter right now. Uh-huh. Uh Is that it is it's like got the nice uh, Trajan font. Yeah, and you know it's uh, got the little logos for all the expansions, and it like it's oh, it's classy. I, like I do. It. I I like I said. I I am not opposed to the general concept and design. I I just have issues with the choice in uh, materials. Sure. Um, I think if somebody were to adapt this into a more, st- uh, you know, like I said, a sturdier case, uh, I might be interested in that. Yeah. Um, that said, uh, the foam-based solution I could see being a success, uh, especially if you figured out a, a way to put it in um, some sort of a like a Cordura or ballistic nylon bag, you know, like a like a soft like a soft case, if you will, to kind of mm-hmm. minimize. Because if in theory, if the cards are all surrounded by foam, they're going to be relatively snug and and secure. Right. Uh, so you you know you you can give up on you can compromise on some of the external security for the internal. You know the internal foam. I don't know. Maybe we're talking about this a little too much. <laughs> you should you should start your own Kickstarter. Then. I don't think so. Not so much. I wish I had time. Uh, in other Dominion news, yeah, uh, yeah, there there has been like I don't know if it's news, but uh, Donald posted his final his sort of like I don't know, not goodbye to Dominion, but like here's the full story on Dominion, the uh, the secret history of the Dominion cards themselves, like, right? And then uh, and there's another similar one where like he actually gets into the details of like how he came up with the actual idea of the game in the first place yeah yeah that was kind of yeah so uh for those of you playing at home pretty much like whenever a new expansion would come out he would write uh donald x vaccarino he uh would write a little summary of like the secret history of the seaside cards the secret history of the alchemy you know he would go through all the expansions and like kind of talk about like oh here's some things that didn't make it and he would allude to like or here's something that got shifted to a the next set and like so, I can't talk about it now. But like, hey, all the cards are out, so like anything's fair game at this point. Yeah. So he put a huge post up on uh, DominionStrategy.com, basically talking about all the cards that didn't make it and like different versions of cards along the way. Mm-hmm. And then he also put a extremely lengthy uh, article up on Board Game Geek, uh, just about Dominion in general. And they're like super interesting. And like, if you are at all interested, like if you're interested in Dominion, obviously they're, they're super interesting to read, but I think even just like 
particularly the article up on Board Game Geek, the secret history of the Dominion cards. Like, if you just go up there, like, if you're a game designer, like, there's super interesting stuff in there about, like, his evolution of the thought process and, like, how it came about and how it evolved and, like, I don't know. They're super interesting reads. Um, I still, honestly, I haven't, I haven't actually looked at all the uh, Dominion outtakes. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, that's the other, that's like, the other post. <laughs> they're, like, endless. Like There's so many. Yeah, and, like... I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, I li- <laughs> I literally fell asleep. Oh no! <laughs> reading the outtakes, I had it on my iPad. I was in bed, and uh, yeah, I uh, yeah. But I'll wow. get through it. I will get through it. I was tired. Yeah, you know, there were other things going on. Um, but that board game geek thread, like, I don't know. It like started out like it started out as a sequel to like one of his other board games, which I think is interesting. Like mm-hmm. it, it started out as spirit warriors too. And it was about like building up warriors. Cause like when you're friends with Donald X Vaccarino, your friends just like expect you to make games, which <laughs> is kind of cr- like, I wish I had that friend like, Oh, yeah. let's go. You know, like every week at game night, you're like, Oh, what do you have for us this week? And he's invented a new game for you. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. Um, just to go into it a little bit, like Spirit Warriors Two started out sort of like uh, uh, I don't think you you haven't played Smash Up, have you, Dan? I, I haven't played Smash I don't Up. I know what the hell that is. Yeah, it's a it's a thing. Um, but uh, you can watch the tabletop with Will Wheaton. Hell, we'll throw that in the show notes. We're just throwing out all sorts of links this week. Yeah. Um, but it sort of sounded a little bit like Smash Up, uh, and then it just kind of took this turn. Uh, and it turned into kind of this very, uh, it, it changed from being a game about building up your warrior to like turning in, you know, to what it is now, which is like building up your kingdom, which is like a super abstract concept, but whatever. Um, and there's just all these like little things that he talks about. He's like, well, it started with 10 cards because that was like, like the reason Dominion starts with 10 cards in your deck is because he determined that was the smallest amount of cards you could reasonably shuffle. Like, Hmm these very practical things like that yeah and like the reason victory cards are green is because like he happened to have some green construction paper lying around like it's all these like yeah coincidences yeah things that happen to have happen to happen um and then like he wasn't sure how to price the card so he was talking about how like in those early days the card wouldn't even have a price on it. There would just be a die sitting next to each card, and depending on what was flipped up, that was, like, the cost of the card. So that's, like, one through six right mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Um, which is, like, I'm like, oh, that's, like, that's even a mechanic in itself. Like, you could base a game around that. Like, yeah. you know, you... Anyway, suffice to say, I really like the article, and everybody should read it, whether you're interested in Dominion or not, because it's, it's super cool. Yeah, man, it, it's... I mean, it's almost worth a, like I would consider it like a pamphlet. You know, I, w- I wouldn't. I would hesitate to use the word book, um, right. but, yeah, it, but it's, it's not. It's a, it's a long read. It is not like, a casual read. I mean, that's five thousand words. If I yeah, guess. yeah. Sit down with a, you know, with a cup of your favorite drink and cue it. Cue it up and in instant. Dig paper. it in. Dig in. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah. Um, touching on the uh, a follow up post, the um, the outtakes, as they say. Sure. Uh, it's just really. Um, it has these pictures like the early artwork I'm guessing these are the prototype cards that, oh, he, right. that he would print and cut out for playtesting and development um, and some of the photo, some of the artwork <laughs> is quite uh, entertaining and it's interesting how he like lined up like 
here's here's what the first iteration of Jester looked like, and then here's how it changed a little bit, and you can actually like sort of follow yeah, the, follow uh, the thought process and totally. w- you know kind of see the evolution. And he, I cannot, I mean, he like literally like went expansion through expansion with all these with all these different, um, you know, every single different card. I mean, I feel like there's multiples uh, of each card, and then there's a whole bunch that have totally different names and stuff that didn't even make it in, you know. Uh, which is really interesting. Yeah, I know. You'd think like after 216 cards or whatever it's been, like you'd think he would have exa- you you'd think he would have used absolutely every single name. But yeah, I noticed that as well. Just as I was kind of like flipping through, I was like, oh wow, not everything made it in. Yeah. Uh, and you, all of you isotropic fans out there, I guess this is like the original. Like when you were on isotropic and you played in image mode, I always played in text mode on isotropic. But yeah, I guess me too. These are the these are the images from Isotropic, which is, oh, you know, it's, nice, mm. it's a nice little, nice little throwback. Yeah. Oh my lord, I'm just scrolling through it now. Yeah. yeah. There was never, there was never a warlock. No. I was never a warlock. I know, or a manor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's an interesting one. All right, we could, we could get lost in this. It's true. It's worth a look. But yeah, definitely, definitely worth checking out. And I, I'll, I'll read through them. I'll read through them someday. Indeed. So, uh, I think, uh, we should. Uh, also touch on, like you said in the in the news, the uh, the new uh, the new guild cards, uh, the guild expansion. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's get down to business here. Yeah, so we picked out. Uh, we figured we'd, we'd we'd touch on maybe four. I think we talked about four of the cards that were in the. Um, we talked about the five previews. The previews. There's thirteen cards in the set, so there's eight left. So we thought we'd talk about four now and then four next time. Yeah, what Pat said. Yeah. So why don't we? dig in with the first of our four uh, and that would be the Taxman. Oh, yes, the Taxman. Indeed. Uh, The Taxman's text reads as follows. You may trash a treasure from your hand. Each other player with five or more cards in his hand discards a copy of it or reveals a hand without it. Gain a treasure card costing up to three coins more than the trashed card putting it on top of your deck and this is an attack card and it is uh, four coins in cost and it has a picture of a guy who kind of looks like a cross between Lex Luthor and Billy Corrigan depending on <laughs> nice, where you're coming nice. from yeah, yeah. Um, and I kind of dig this card uh, I think it's a really interesting combo of things that it, you know, things that it does. Uh, it, uh, it has this mine, you know, hearkening back to the base set, mine-esque feature where you can effectively upgrade a treasure, which is nice. You can, you know, talk, get, and, you know, so you're getting rid of one and you're, you're getting a nicer one in exchange. Uh, and you're also messing with your opponents a little bit. You're, you know, p- potentially reducing their hand a little bit. Um... And and that's pretty much that's the basic gist of it. I yeah, think, right. It has like a kind of, I, and I think that this is the case with a lot of guilds cards. It has sort of a um, mashing up two cards that we're already familiar with. Yeah, uh, and turning it into one. So this is sort of like a combo mine plus like maybe a cut purse kind of. It kind of also has a little bit of um, bureaucrat ish, you know, with the I whole like. That. Although you're not putting. You're di- they're discarding the copy of it. They're not putting a card back on their deck, but you are definitely. Yeah, I guess cut purse. Yeah, cut purse is similar in that you're getting rid of 
Um, it, I mean, it's usually going to be a copper. I I I see Taxman as sort of an early buy. Yeah, and I would agree. It, it's, it's a good way to going to be turning coppers into silvers. Yeah, uh, although it can be particularly annoying, you know, when you do silvers into golds, you know. Yeah, yeah um, sure. But you know, and then, and then as a four, it's kind of a nice middle middle price card that yeah. can easily be remodeled into something else. Um, so yeah, I would I would definitely agree. It's a good uh, initial opening early game uh, right. attack, and it's like not as good as mine at mining things, and it's maybe not as good as cut purse at cut purse. Well, I guess it is, but anyway. Well, cut purse also gives you two bucks. This is also true. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's. That's uh, the quick and dirty on Taxman. I like it. I like it. It's a good card. Um, so the next card that we selected is Soothsayer. Soothsayer. And that is also an action attack, costing five. And mm-hmm. its text reads as follows. Uh, gain a gold. Each other player gains a curse. Each player who did draws a card. Uh, and similar to Taxman, this is sort of a... It's similar to a witch in that it's a cursor that costs five, mm-hmm. uh, but it also has a little bit of council room thrown in. Like, it's a, it's another little mix of things. I mm-hmm. really like it. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's... It's like... I think someone in uh, the for- on Dominion Strategy forums mentioned, like, this is, like, the most straightforward way to gain a gold that we've seen. Because, like, every other card that has gain a gold somewhere in its text, like, mm-hmm. Horde has one... Mm-hmm. Uh, bag of gold obviously has one, but this uh, is just like explore. boom, gain of gold. There's yeah. no fine print. It's just like, it's yours. Yeah. Uh, and then it comes at the uh, and it's also a cursor, but it also comes with like a little yeah, like I said, council room. Like basically everybody's uh playing six handed, which you can't really underestimate. Like, like Dominion is based around the five card hand. Like there's certain things that Dominion is based around. It's like based around the costs of money. That kind of determines other action cards, and it's also deba- based around like having a five card hand, and like it, when you have a six card hand, like that for whatever reason, like kind of don't under don't underestimate giving your opponent uh, that six card because yeah. it can it can turn a crap hand into a, a good hand very easily. Absolutely. Um, so I would I would say if if at all possible, uh, you can do <laughs> you can do like the. Uh, council room or you know governor combo where if you can tack on a uh something a discard attack onto the end of your giving your opponent a card attack yeah like a uh, yeah like a, a militia or goons yeah. or ghost ship or geez anything anything like that yeah. by all means do so mm-hmm. uh that's a nice little combo definitely uh, uh what's up next dan next up stone mason hey Let's hear it for Stonemason. Stonemason has a interesting little twist to it. Uh, it reads as follows. Uh, it's a two-half card, top and bottom. On the top it says, Trash a card from your hand. Gain two cards each, costing less than it. Uh, beneath the line it says, When you buy this, you may overpay for it. If you do, gain two action cards, each costing the amount you overpaid. The cost of this card is two with a little plus sign, so it's relatively inexpensive. Uh, and I, I'm, I've really developed quite a fondness for this card, you know, early on into my getting familiar with the, uh, with the new set here. Um, I've even really, it's actually saved my butt a couple times uh, in using my favorite tactic of. Uh, so, so there's two things that this card can do, which are really cool. Uh, obviously, the first thing y- you can you can get really 
strategic with its purchase. Uh, you can either purchase it early on in the game, um, depending on what other cards are on the table. I, for example, just played a game uh, where I, I opened 4-3, uh, and on the table happened to be uh, Native Village, uh, which is a $2 card, and uh, I think most people would agree native villages have a tendency to work better in multiples. So mm-hmm. I bought the stonemason for four, overpaid for it by two, and was able to pick up two native villages right off the bat, which I thought was a really, which is really kind of a nice way to kind of jumpstart my game. Uh, and then once I, once the stonemason came up again, I was able to immediately start uh, using it to get rid of uh, coppers. Because uh, unlike some of the other trashers that require you to, you know, get a car- when you trash something, when you trash a card, you have to get another card that's worth you know, the value of the the card that you gain, or, or the value of the card that you trash has something to do with it. Uh, this particular card is not uh, picky about that when it comes to cards that are uh, costing zero, like coppers. So it's a really nice handy card for getting rid of coppers and curses, uh, or ruins, I guess would be another good candidate. Um, but the real trick to it is later on in the game, when say you've, uh, you're coming down to the, the final stretch and you're in the, the duchy dance phase of the game and things are really close and it'd be fantastic if you could just get a, a couple of duchies, but uh, and but you know, you, you've drawn seven, right? So you have a gold and um, a silver and then maybe a couple of coppers and then, and then a, and a stonemason. Uh, you can use the stonemason to trash the gold and pick up two duchies uh, in that single turn, and that that Boom. that has a, that has definitely saved me at least tw- uh, two or three times I can think of in the past couple of weeks. Um, and, and obviously, in games with higher value cards, you can you could do the same with a platinum and and two provinces, which is a really uh, nice trick. So, uh, thumbs up. On Stonemason for me, I'm I'm digging this card, and I'm looking forward to getting f- finding more cool, um, cool combos. I think Pat, we, Pat and I just played a game recently where he did uh, the overpay on purchase trick and was able to pick up a pair of King's Courts, which yeah. which is kind of awesome. You know, that's fourteen that's fourteen bucks that you yeah. just that you just basically got two yeah, cards. Paid, you know. paid nine for fourteen. That's a pretty good deal. Or I guess sixteen really if you count the Stonemason itself. Yeah, I think. It, this is the only overpay card, and you know, there's only I think what four or five. I'm looking right now. One, two, three. No, there's. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, this is the only overpay card where I think overpay is actually better than the actual ability. Really? Uh, so I think, yeah, like like when you've got a board where you've got a bunch of good fives and you happen to draw seven, like boom, stonemason for two, and then you pick up two fives. Yeah. Uh, and that's great. Yeah, uh, and. I, I agree that the uh, trash a card from your, you know, the, the top half of the card is is good. Like in the late game, particularly the that gold into duchies or uh, platinums into provinces trick. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the overpay is uh, is is that's the real that's the real star of the that's show. That's where the real money is. Yeah, I, I just also like the sort of symmetry of the whole, you know, gaining two cards in the beginning yeah. and gaining two cards at the end. It's, yeah, it's, it kind of has a nice little uh, and yeah. and it costs two dollars. How about that, man? Wow. Amazing. And it's kind of, uh, it's thematic. Again, not that people play Dominion for the uh, team, but you know, Stonemason, he like builds stuff. He turns things into, yeah. Sure. All right. Sure. Sure. I'm with you. Works out. Way to go. (laughs) 
Uh, so the uh, rounding the out our card, set, yeah. The the last card here is the Merchant Guild, mm. uh, befitting of the name of the expansion. It's a uh, five cost action card, mm-hmm. and uh, it's pretty simple. It's just plus one buy, plus one coin, and then you've got a line, and underneath the line it says, "While this is in play, when you buy a card, take a coin token." Super simple. Yep. Um, Dan and I have equated this to be the uh, the goons of coin token cards. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's straightforward. Basically it gives you an extra buy and an extra coin and it, and it kind of incentivizes you much in the way that goons does to use that extra buy that it gives you, Mm -hmm. uh, because for every buy that you get, you get an extra coin token. Right. Um, and if you can accrue those, you know, all the better. Yeah. Uh, I found that when I'm playing, like I, unlike goons where I sort of debate whether or not to spend the extra buys for the copper. Yeah. Like. I am much more likely to use. I am much more likely to buy that copper to get that extra coin token. I don't know why that is. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I, I, I'm. I don't know, man. I unless we're playing a game where coppers are handy to have for either trashing purposes or, I mean, if you're trying to rock a counting house strategy. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> um, uh, you know, something like that. Um, I will do almost anything to avoid. Acquiring more coppers, so I, you know, especially if you know, unless we're getting towards the end of the game, and I'm not gonna, you know, we're looking at the last shuffle, you know, right? And you're not gonna see those coppers anyway. Exactly. So if it's a if it's a long game with, you know, I'm already, you know, I've got 45 cards in my in my deck. Um, uh, yeah, I might consider spending the extra buy on a on a copper. I guess I'm just more prone, at least so far. You know, again, guilds is new. So far, my strategy as far as coin tokens go is it's always good to have like a coin token or two. Yeah. Uh, because you know, just to kind of smooth out those buys. Whereas I feel like you, your strategy, at least in the games that you and I have been playing against each other is to like amass them. Yeah. And then, and then the, the, the best analogy I've, I've come up with or kind of, kind of in my head, the way I think about it is that like you're playing a, like a, you know, street fighter or basically one of those games where you've got a little power meter on the bottom of the screen. Uh And I think they introduced it right. The super, super street fighter two, uh, where like, you know, you build up, build up, build up, and then you can unleash this massive attack. That's you. Uh huh. And then my strategy is like, yeah, just a little bit here, a little, a little bit extra there. push, a little extra yeah, bounce, sprink, sprinkle it, sprinkle it in. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I will. I and, think and, and you've used it to great effect, I will say. I, once or twice. I mean, it, it has definitely. I, I do enjoy like that sort of finish him aspect <laughs> where you know it's like, sure. oh yeah, I got eighteen on on the right. table Bam, right Bam, now, Bam, Bam, and look yeah. at this, I got another twelve in the coins. Make it rain. Six buys. What? Yeah. Three colonies. Oh my god! Yeah, um, but you always run the risk of like not like basically yeah. any coin tokens you have at the end of the game. Those those aren't worth anything, baby. It's the like, truth. You don't get any. You can't take it with you, as they say. As they say. Um, oh man, I played this game. Uh, it was one of the first. I don't know. Maybe one of the first ten games. Um, and this guy. It was one of those crazy Kings Court games. Sure. Kings Court is a. As, it's as a special go. card, man. And in my experience, when you get two guys who know what they're doing playing with King's Court, some really wacky stuff can happen in a game. I sure. mean, I've, it's just—it's—it's it's kind of hilarious and potentially really frustrating to, <laughs> to watch. Um, and this one dude, uh, I can't remember the exact combination of cards, but all I know is he ended the game 
with like 98 coins like by oh, really <laughs> well cuz he had i think he had mer- he had played like he king's court at king's court and managed to get, and he had like two or three merchant guilds so he had okay. you know similar to goons so if you have like three of those on on the table yeah. and you have a you know a huge amount of buys i think he had like 55 buys or something absurd like that and for each buy you get like three of those coins it was it was just silly. He just soaked soaked up the. Coins. It was ridiculous. It was yeah. hilarious. I should have saved that log. It was just yeah, that, it, that's something. It was funny. So uh, I don't know. I don't know why I brought that up. It was just silly. Um. So yeah, that uh, I think that rounds up our little guilds recap for this episode, right? Yeah. And we'll uh, we'll finish it off uh, next episode. Yeah, with the remaining four cards. Um, the one little thing I wanted to touch on. Speaking of playing online. Um, so now that I'm the proud owner of all of the cards, um, uh, I am a little remiss, I guess is the word. I, I, I feel like I, I, I feel like when you buy all the cards, you should get all the cards. Uh, and unfortunately, that's not exactly the case. Um, Wait, Dan, Dan, are you criticizing Goko right now? No, not yeah, 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 yes, I am. Well, here's the thing. So, so here's where here's where I'm coming from. Uh, I know, so for those who aren't familiar, um, there are a handful, a very small handful of cards that were not uh, part of any of the specific expansions, uh, which are commonly referred to as the promo cards. Um, and, uh, you know, they were released at various different gaming yeah, events, exactly. conventions and what have you. Uh, and some of them are, are pretty darn cool. Um, off the top of my head, I think there's, what, five of them? I believe that is correct. Yeah, so um, uh, in no particular order, uh, there's Stash, Black Market, Envoy, Walled Village, and Governor. Uh, and, and all of these cards, um, they're, they're all actually pretty reasonably cool cards. I am not terribly fond of Stash, uh, but I, 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 I get it. I think it's a cool it's a I cool think this mechanic. is a perfect promo card. I think that and Black Market are like perfect promo cards, and they're <laughs> like a little weird. Yeah. Uh, black uh, black market is the is the card that I refer to that will never I will never play a black market game IRL in, uh, in real life uh, just because I have the so many black market games IRL you have it's, oh yeah oh my god yeah. the, what a night what a nightmare that must be uh, yeah, um, cleanup clean is great oh my god setup and cleanup geez um, uh, for those not familiar uh, black market basically lets it, it, it involves you pulling out a one one random. Uh, Kingdom card that can be purchased by you know by whoever plays the card. Uh, only you. Only you. Exactly. So it, it definitely introduces an interesting dynamic to any game. Uh, unfortunately, that has yet to appear on uh, the GoCo online version. Uh, the three g- promo cards that are available on GoCo are Governor, Walled Village, and Envoy. And here's here's my problem. Um, you can actually uh, get the. Uh, the governor, th- those three promo cards. Uh, I don't think you actually need to spend any money, any actual dollars on them. Uh, the, in fact, the only way that you can acquire those cards is by playing through the adventure mode of the game, uh, which is essentially just you playing against an AI bot. Uh, and and there are Jesus. Uh, let me think. There are 20 different 
games that you need to play. Sort of, so, so think like Mario World, you know, you're looking at this map, so world, you know, if the base set is world one, there's like 1-1 one, one one and then 1-2 one and 1-3, one and each of these worlds have 20 different little missions or whatever you want to call them, uh, and every fourth mission is a boss, uh, and every time you defeat a boss, you are awarded uh, these little shield tokens. And here's the problem. All, of the, all three of the promo cards cost 100 shield tokens. Um, and you're only awarded two shield tokens for every boss you defeat. So let's just do some quick math here. You play the first round. You play 20 games. You beat four bosses. You're walking away with eight of those little shield tokens. It's it's slow going. It's it is slow going. so and and then so uh, I finally played all the way through the base set and got to the final big big boss of the set and I was awarded with I think twenty uh, on that but that brought me up to maybe I think I ha- I wound up with maybe fifty eight uh, forty eight or fifty so I'm not even half I'm barely halfway and I've played like sixty five seventy games now against the thing and you know and some of them are not particularly easy I mean you and here's another critique of how the whole adventure thing works with this some of these some, some of these games are, are very difficult to, to, uh, to defeat the the AI uh, and you essentially have to, to cheat so they have these little things called zaps which you can buy with real money or actually no you can buy the zaps with the with the regular in-game money that you earn from playing playing games so that's that's not the end of the world it's not like you have to spend money to do that but it is a little annoying to have to like I, I feel funny like having to elect to cheat you know it's like come on really I would happily just pay the four bucks or five bucks or however much they want to charge for the individual promo cards with the real money and I don't know it feels I don't know it feels like it could have been done better to me have That's, you seen anyone out in the wild because you you play a lot online a lot more than I do have you seen anyone out in the wild with the governor or the walled village or yeah I've seen them all Okay, so people have earned them. Oh yeah. Have oh yeah. I'm like, damn, dude. Yeah. That's you put the time that's in. Dedication. Make big ups yeah. to you, man. Because I, wow. I just paid some money and got these cards. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, I, I mean, maybe that'll change at some point. Um, I'm, I'm gonna, you know. They, so they have not implemented stash and black market, correct? Correct. Those are I'm on scared the list. To see what <laughs> what hoops will have to be jumped through oh, for my, those to yeah. show up. God, I haven't thought of oh, that. Boy. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's my sort of take on on the current state of things on Dominion Online. Uh, all all things considered, I'm still generally pleased with with it. I mean, I, I obviously I still love. I still there will always be a place in my heart for Isotropic um, yeah. and the streamlined. It's definitely come. A, it's definitely come a long way. Yeah, but 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 uh, thanks to the uh, the log viewer. Special thanks to Nutkey and Philosophy Guy. Uh, I'm assuming those are the guys who wrote this. They're, they're the ones who are credited on the uh, the extensions page at the Chrome store thingy. Uh, you guys, the, the the log, the live log viewer, um, and just the way it behaves online uh, has really made a big difference for me uh, as far as the it makes the experience. it feel a little more isotropic-y, which is a good feeling. Yeah, uh, I yeah. think it it really it, it's a much needed uh, addition, and I to the point where I you know. I'd be sad if I if I had to play without it. <laughs> so agreed. So thank you again for that, guys. Big ups. Most deaf. <laughs> Word. <laughs>
Cool, man. So I think uh, that's a lot of Dominion talk for for the third episode. It is. Uh, this one was a little uh, uh, strategy light. But yeah. So we'll get a little. We'll 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 do another game recap next uh, next time, and you know we'll do some other stuff. Yeah, and again, uh, any feedback you guys have, thoughts, critiques, uh, praise, <laughs> uh, is welcome. Uh, I do believe we have uh, a Twitter account now. Is that correct? Oh yes, Dominion. Uh, you can you can follow us at at Dominion Podcast. Yeah, very original. I don't think we're going to be posting a ton of stuff on there. I would say that's probably going to be more f- just for interaction, you know. Um, but you never know. Yeah, I'll, maybe we'll throw up some links to some game logs or something like that in between episodes, that kind of thing. Or but maybe uh, the yeah, occasional the, funny gif. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> the occasional Dominion, uh, you know, chapel meme joke, yeah. something like sure, that. Sure, sure. Yeah. That sort of thing. So, yes, definitely uh, follow us there if you are uh, inclined to do so, at Dominion Podcast. Indeed. And uh, with that, I believe it is time to rejoice in our shared victory. Yes, (laughs) indeed. (laughs) Till next time, thanks for podcasting in. You are extremely cheesy. I am extremely cheesy.